Welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. Here's your host, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. It's Angela Profit, your event and productivity therapist, coming to you from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Weddings Unveiled, professional tips and secrets on wedding planning and event design, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the event industry, what we have learned from them, and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the hospitality industry. Today, I'm joined by the best communications and event consultant in the business, Allison Burry. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm so excited to share some of our past experiences together. We've definitely been through some unique situations over the years. What are we discussing today? Today, we are talking about various cultures and how communication on expectation for whatever culture you're working in is key to success. And this wedding, we had a lot of different experiences. That was an Indian wedding, and so it was three days worth of events. And there was a lot that happened on each of the days, and so much that we actually started notes on our phones to kind of keep track so we didn't forget about all of the funny things that went on. But Angela, why don't you take us through the <laughs> notes that you did? Well, some of them were funny at the time, and some of them were not so funny. I would say the first thing is, um, and we've done a lot of Indian weddings, but with this particular one, the bride and the mother were definitely not on the same page um, about some pretty big decisions. One of them being at the first big event of the three-day weekend. It was at a beautiful outdoor garden location, which serves as a museum. They're open to the public. Um, And so they had this crazy it was a really cool art setup but not cool if a huge head is plastered and dropped in the center of where your ceremony site's supposed to be and so exactly where we were supposed to put the mandap for this wedding there was a ginormous structure of these two heads that this artist had put there which we couldn't move it I had nothing to do with that So we saw this at rehearsal, and then the parents of the bride made a call to obviously move the mandop, and it had to be facing a certain direction based off of just religious purposes. And so unfortunately, the way that the mandop was facing was exactly where the sun was setting. And so during the ceremony the next day, the sun was setting right in the guest eyes. So that was something that could not have been avoided because of the religion and then because of the huge structure that was put put there and that structure remained there for like three months for the the public museum so that was the first little hiccup the day of the ceremony I mentioned it was outside it was during I think it was in July it was so hot again I don't know why brides think it's a good idea we had these misting fans which I guess kind of helped, but with the way that the wind was blowing, it was blowing the mist the wrong way. And 
this couple and the parents of the bride did not order bottled water from the caterer. We did have really nice cloths, like washcloths that had been in ice for guests to like wipe their sweat off their face and then a little hamper. But the guests kept like asking for bottled water. But we did have a drink station. We did. That had, I don't know if it had water though. I think it had like tea and lemonade right. and stuff. And they were, that's what they were all complaining because there wasn't any water. Yeah. And, but they specifically wanted bottled water because whenever I said there's a water fountain right there, they kept asking for bottled water. And, and after doing several outdoor weddings with the Indian culture since then, they all want bottled water, which I totally get it. The water in Tennessee tastes like chlorine, so I'm all with them. But if I were dying of thirst and it's hot, like I will drink from a water fountain and just like hold my nose. Um... So because it was so hot and we had these Mr. Fans plugged in, we had a problem with the power for the DJ because the circuits could not hold all of the power that we needed. And so when the DJ got there and he plugged in and we started to get, get going with the praline music for the ceremony, we kept tripping the power. And so it's like, we need the music, we need the lapel, we need that to work. So I guess we'll shut off the fans for a little bit. And the DJ was flipping out. And he was an awesome DJ. They brought him in, I believe from Atlanta. And he was very professional and totally had his stuff together. But he kept saying, like, he never had had this much trouble with power. And I'm like, well, welcome to Nashville. Welcome to Outdoor Weddings. And that's just kind of how it, it is. And so we have to make the best of it. And so the music did get screwed up a little bit for the ceremony, which the bride wasn't very happy about that. But she had no idea what was going on in the background with the guests complaining about the water and then all the stuff that we were trying to do just to get ready in the background. And so that was just from day one. Well, <laughs> let me go into the reception. So the dinner that night, it was a quick, short dinner, no alcohol, and we were going to reuse the table numbers for the next night because there was a seating chart both nights, which is not very typical at Indian weddings, but it does create somewhat of order, which is great. Um, and these table numbers, the bride had ordered them somewhere online. They were like gold, mirror, they were, they were beautiful. But guests were trying to take them at the end of the night. And thinking that, I, I mean, no one told them that they could just take them out of flower arrangements and take them. So we're like chasing these guests down who they pretend like they don't speak English when you're trying to take something out of their purse. And I'll never forget trying to like confiscate these table numbers. And so then at the end of the night, we're recounting them for the next day only to realize that we don't have them all. They People kept walking out and they weren't only, I mean, they... I've chased down so many people that were literally walking out with full table arrangements and the table numbers were in them. Like they just took the whole thing and are walking out with it. And it was so, I mean, we're literally like chasing people down, like yelling at them in the uh, parking lot, trying to get these table numbers back because we had to reuse them. And then the next day, yeah, we were missing some. And I think we, I don't remember if we ended up finding them. We made it work somehow. I don't remember what we did. But um, it was very interesting, and they, they all did pretend that they didn't speak English. And I was like, I know you do. I talked to you earlier when you were <laughs> wanting your bottled water. <laughs> That's right. And so then the next day, 
um, some of the expectations that really were not met was, um, you know, they gave us a picture of the floral garland that they wanted, and the floral designer pretty much did exactly what the picture looked like, and she didn't really ask, I think, like, how tall the groom was and how short the bride was, and that's that's kind of a key factor we learned that day because the garland looked a little silly on the groom because he was pretty tall. He had a very long torso. Um, and then the and then they wanted this garland for them to walk under, which was an arch. And apparently, the type of arch that the floral designer built wasn't tall enough, like to their specifications for the religion. So that was a little bit of an issue. So we were scrambling, <laughs> trying to find something to lift up each side, which we really couldn't find anything to hold these big poles. And so we had to use people, we had to get chairs and use people to stand oh, yes. up. And I was standing <laughs> on a chair and it was in a garden. So it was, it was a folding chair and I've never, I wasn't breathing and it was so freaking hot out there. And I just had sweat pouring down my face and I'm standing there holding this pole in the air and just praying that the chair wouldn't fold backwards. Because <laughs> when you stand on those and if you put your weight too much towards the back, it's going to like collapse on you. Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. And the lucky guy on the other side was tall enough to just hold it. And so there's me like balancing on a chair and he's just standing there looking at me wondering what my problem was. And I remember I was standing there kind of like spotting you because you're much taller than I am. So it was better for the tallest one to stand up. And then all of a sudden, the rate in my ear, because we all had our radios in, and the drone had spooked the horse. <laughs> and the horse like starts freaking out. And the man that's in charge of the horse that the groom's riding in on starts freaking out. And he's like, get that drone away from my horse. I don't know. It was just so, I had to walk away. And then poor Allison has no spot. Like, thank God she didn't fall. But I had to go over and tell the drone operator, because he didn't have his earpiece in, that he's got to get the drone away from the horse. And so it took a little bit of time to get the horse to calm down and then get the groom to where he needed to go underneath this arch. And so there was a lot going on and a lot happening at that time yes it was there were a lot of experiences and overall we did learn a lot so Angela what would you say your biggest takeaway was from that wedding I would say my biggest takeaway is just over communicating with the client especially when it's a cultural wedding um, because just because it's an Indian wedding or a Yemen wedding or a Jewish wedding you can't assume that you know the expectations because you've done a type of wedding in that culture before and also making sure that if you are working in a museum that's open to the public to talk about the installations and where the art exhibits are going knowing that you might have to change and be a little bit more flexible if you are getting married and having your wedding reception in a public location. Great. Well, Angela, can you share with our listeners some of the different products and resources you have available to help wedding and event planners? Absolutely. You can visit the blog on the website, and there's lots of great articles and resources available there, which it's angelaprofit.com. You can sign up for tips and resources and be part of our email list. We'll send you all kinds of juicy details. 
We do webinars and live events, so watch social media for more about that. Awesome. Well, Angela, thank you so much for sharing your valuable advice with us today. I can't wait for next week to tell more of our incredible experiences together. And thank you, Allison, so much for joining me. And thank you so much to our listeners for joining us today on Weddings Unveiled, Professional Tips and Secrets on Wedding Planning and Event Design. Tune in next week to learn more from our past experiences. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with other wedding and event professionals. Be sure to subscribe today so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Weddings Unveiled. I'm so passionate about helping other event professionals, and with my background in psychology, I appreciate that our best selves develop from real-life situations. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for more tips on how to grow your business. And if you have a question or an unresolved issue that you want guidance on, connect with us on angelaprofit.com. For more valuable resources, again, visit the website. And until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Weddings Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time for more insights to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. For more great resources, head over to angelaprofit.com.